This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Today, lots of discussion. We were going to do this anyway, but then it turned out this morning they were going to have this press conference. The RCMP employee charged with trying to disclose secret information. We heard from the top Mountie, Brenda Lucky, that that employee was part of a national security criminal investigation. And they were working with the FBI when they were kind of tipped off to some of this information. So we wanted to get more information on this. The commissioner says news of the arrest of 47-year-old Cameron Ortiz had sent ripples through the intelligence community. The news of his arrest has shaken many people throughout the RCMP, particularly in federal policing, as well as the broader domestic and international security and intelligence communities who worked with Mr. Ortiz. That is Commissioner Brenda Lucky. So where are we at with this? How much information of the RCMP actually put out there. What are the repercussions of Canada being caught up in all of this? Joining us now is Global News reporter Mercedes Stevenson, the Ottawa Bureau Chief for Global News and host of the West Block to talk more about this case. Mercedes, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You've been covering this for days and days now. How big of a situation is this, do you think, for the RCMP? Oh, it's an unprecedented breach of national security. The question is, did he manage to sell any of what he actually is alleged to have acquired? Um, and if so, what? Because the amount of information in his possession, according to my sources, and the RCMP refused to confirm uh, really anything substantive about the investigation today. But what we've been reporting and are confident in is that he had extensive information that was highly, highly classified that he had removed from RCMP headquarters. Um, and the kind of access he would have had was to any criminal or terrorist investigation, any money laundering investigation, any uh, kind of national security investigation. So it, it certainly means that he would have had access to all of that. And the, the, the potential scale of the damage as a result is astounding. And that's where you're hearing from allies who are deeply concerded about this and very upset about it. They you know, their allies are understanding. Uh, that's the RCMP's line. The line that we're hearing from allies is something very different. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk a little bit more about as well, because we heard from an expert earlier who said, listen, every country has this kind of problem. Canada doesn't have it very often, but it also sounds like we don't know a lot about how often this could be happening in the Canadian security services. No, I mean, it's, it's certainly been rare historically, at least in cases that we found out about. The significance of this one isn't that every country has someone who leaks, that they, they do. It's the scale. It's the person who right. had the access. This was not a junior employee uh, or, or somebody who was able to access a limited amount of material. This is somebody who could get into anything he wanted without potentially drawing attention. And there's a lot of questions about why he didn't draw attention, why they didn't notice something was wrong, uh, how he was able to access highly sensitive information repeatedly without that sending up any flags. There's questions from allies, and I can tell you from other security agencies inside Canada as well, about the RCMP's procedures right now. And they're reassuring us that they've done everything possible, but they're not laying out how they've changed the procedures or what was missing from the procedures. But at the end, I asked uh, Commissioner Lucky about whether or not 
he was polygraphed. And she said no. And that's interesting because I've yeah. had a number of sources tell me that if you want to work in CSIS or CSE, the other intelligence agencies, you absolutely would have to have a polygraph to have that level of intelligence. So there, there's questions now sort of about some of how the RCMP conducted this. Why was it that the Americans told us about it? Now, I've had experts tell me that's not uncommon. In fact, it's happened in almost every case. And part of that's just because the American intelligence establishment is so much bigger and so much more powerful and has so many more resources. But obviously, it raises questions about Canada's ability to detect insider threats. Right. So what do we know about what he was working on? Like, he also seemed to be close to the former RCMP commissioner, Bob Paulson. What is that all about? So he was the senior advisor on intelligence to Bob Paulson, and Bob Paulson uh, was very impressed with him, was initially the person who brought him into the force and, and wanted to recruit him and promote him. So there's a lot of questions about how this guy kept getting promoted, too, because he was a civilian. And that's not typical in the RCMP. Usually high-ranking are uniformed officers uh, who, who are in there. And, and there's a lot of questions about, you know, how, why did he rise so fast? He certainly had a reputation for being very bright. I've talked to a lot of people who worked with him, and they all say they had no indication he was capable of this. He seemed to be very kind of discreet, that um, he was obviously very, very bright and knew his files, which included, by the way, China and Asia. Uh, he spoke Mandarin. Those were areas of expertise, which obviously are now causing significant concern for investigators uh, as they try to figure out what happened. But at, at this point, you know, there's just sort of all these questions about who is he, why. The why is a big one. We know he had uh, debt, but that debt, my source says, is student debt. Not a particularly pressing kind in the way that uh, perhaps, you know, loan shark debt or even credit card debt would be where someone might urgently be trying to pay it off. He did have his PhD, too, so it's not necessarily surprising he'd have student debt. Um, And and my source alleges he was trying to sell this information, at least in one occasion. So it raises that question of what was driving him. And then based on that, could you have caught it? Sometimes it's very hard to catch. Other times, maybe not so much. And in this case, we just don't have the answers about that. And have you noticed a change in how people are now remembering him as well? I saw one of these global news stories earlier this week about in the beginning, there seemed like shock. And now they're being now you're hearing a different story. Yeah, well, I'm hearing from other people who are in the RCMP uh, that they're hearing a change. They all still say he was highly intelligent. But, and it went from, you know, he was such a great guy, I can't believe this could be possible, to, well, you know, he was arrogant, and, and there were some other telling signs. Some people say, no, it wasn't arrogance, it was confidence. But you're starting to see that finger-pointing now of who's, who's responsible and therefore perhaps remembering him differently. Uh, but he, he certainly was well-respected, and he had access to uh, anyone and anything that he wanted to in terms of intelligence investigations in the RCMP. And that's where the broader concern comes into for allies, because it means he knows about allied operations being run for example, by the Americans or by the Brits. And in terms of the Canadian context, he certainly would have had, uh, my sources allege, the identities of people who were working as undercover agents. And in the case that, that my sources identified as that 2015 attempt to pass information, uh, he was allegedly offering you know, the guy who was selling criminal syndicate cell phones information about an RCMP investigation into Ooh. him. Uh, and we do know that at least one of the RCMP investigations into that individual was using undercover operatives who were posing as drug dealers. Wow. I understand. I got the impression today from the press conference as well that the RCMP is not happy with all of the media coverage of this. Do they not understand that the, the public clearly wants to know more about this as well? They they. They don't, and they uh, they took five days to have this press conference. Um, they didn't even release a statement until yesterday publicly. So, you know, the, the RCMP seems to struggle to understand that 
this is an issue that catches people's attention, Canadians and people abroad, because it's national security. And yes, it's an election. uh, And in that sense, they're probably luckier. There'd be a lot more attention being paid to this. But it certainly has people's attention, not just here in Canada, but around the world. I mean, it's been in The Guardian, The New York Times, uh, Australian news, Danish news, because it's just so rare that you see a scale, uh, a breach at this kind of scale, potentially. Right. Mercedes, thank you so much for this. Thanks for having me. That is Mercedes Stevenson, our Ottawa Bureau Chief for Global News and host of the West Block.